that ain't the cleaner, head cares. Yes, yes, I'll polish the leaves, make them green again, shake out the trees, change the scene again, spring cleaning, getting ready for love. Sweep out the milk. What is it about this time of year? It doesn't seem like a lot's going on. I mean, the cons have mostly wound down. Yes. Um, the real prestige releases haven't started yet, although there's sometimes there's some good movies in November. Sometimes, yeah, around Thanksgiving. I don't. I guess I'm not privy to like when the comics world is doing its big cross. I mean, always doing their big crossovers guess, now, but yeah. that's kind of always at a low hum. But I was looking at uh, back through our catalog mm-hmm. of old shows. Yeah, um, it's sort of in preparation for this one because we're talking about. The second part of a comic we talked about uh, a little over a year ago in late September. Yes. And that show opened with basically with us talking about, well, actually, we were talking about the uh, skinny bald guy from uh, Jerry Maguire, but the fact that there just isn't anything really going on. Um, and that seems to be kind of true right now. Too. And, and yeah. basically, we decided that, you know, we, we were going to talk about this comic yeah. and also just kind of uh, slow jam the news a little bit. Uh, that's dumb, but let's, we can hurt him by stealing things from him. And that was pretty much it. Uh-huh. And it looks like that's what we're doing today. It kind of seems that way, <laughs> A doesn't little bit it? of, we, we were talking about, oh, these shows are going a little long. We were aware a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> haven't done yeah. much about it. Yeah. But, uh, this one will be short. There you go. I have a dream. We, you couldn't plan this, although, I mean, I did technically plan it, but hmm. we did a show we were on our way somewhere and we didn't have a lot of time mm-hmm. and we didn't have a lot to talk about. It's never mm-hmm. stopped us. And <laughs> I remember we decided to go live uh-huh. like 24. Sure. We're running out of time. Right. And I said, we're going to do an hour show. And it was an hour. It was an hour and one second. Thanks to just like administrative bloat, you know, sure. but it was exactly an hour long. Yeah. What uh, if uh-huh. new format, every show, mm-hmm. it's the just enough trope hour. Always an hour. Always an hour. Um, well, I think if we keep it down to what we talk about, I think that's definitely doable. But when you talk We're about like to do that, if we We're talk about like three movies in a TV show, it kind of that's gets our, out of that's hand. That's our job. I know. Maybe we should talk faster and more direct, <laughs> like George Lucas asks his actors to do. Oh boy. Um, should we like talk like we're hosting, uh, um, uh, not like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like we're hosting, um, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? A, an auction? Like, no. no, no. Okay. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we should. Uh, hey, we got a Batman, 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 <laughs> oh, Superman, Superman. Oh, we got a Spider-Man, 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 right, Spider-Man, exactly. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, sold to the man in the Deadpool costume. Yes, exactly. Like that. Yeah. Just like that. Okay. Well, see you next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. But this week, uh, we're not doing that. Uh, we're doing some fall cleaning. Sure. Fall cleaning. What do we just let crap build up? Until the first Robin shows up, and then and then we start cleaning. Yeah, fair. I, I think people just don't want to move around much in the winter, so there's just like <laughs> I'm not going to do much cleaning either. Yeah, I noticed you burrowing into the couch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do like to hibernate a little bit. 
Okay, so. well, we're, we before I guess we do that, we need a space to hibernate. And so it's fall cleaning this week on the Just Enough Show podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. We will be talking about a little bit of the news today uh, and kind of boiling down some, I think, important stories mm-hmm. um, that uh, from the world of pop culture uh, that we should probably look at. And then our feature is we are going back. In time, but not back in time. Back <laughs> through the boom tube yes. uh, to revisit the last six issues, issues seven through 12, of Tom King and Mitch Garrett's Mr. Miracle. Yes. Which is, you know, came out a little while ago now. Yeah. Came out, I think, a year before we talked about it. I think so. Well, it, it premiered or debuted and right. then ran up to the last issue when we, when we talked about it. Um, and then I guess we sat on it for a year and we're back to talk about it some more. <laughs> yes. Because fall cleaning. Yes, exactly. I mean, I literally did look at our list, our um, cloud note or whatever of the things that we want to talk about. And sure. it was just like, hmm, what do we got? What do we got? What do we right. got? What's in the uh, what's in the share? What's in the Dropbox for comics? Uh, yes. Oh, that's right. Mr. Miracle. Yeah, there you go. So a welcome surprise. I'm so glad, and I also went back and listened to that first show a little bit. Oh, you and did. I'm so glad that I took a year to think about it because I wasn't harsh, but I wasn't glowing. Oh, so you want to be warmer about it now? Warmer? No, I want to be what's what's less harsh, soothing. Oh, but dark. <laughs> <laughs> I've come all the way around. Okay, I've done a 360. Oh my goodness! Like, is your back okay? Yeah, you mean right. a 180, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have my opinion is a little different. Okay, mostly that's because fair. yeah, mostly because I got married and had a kid and stopped a war against an insane god <laughs> and saved billions of lives. Yeah, it's well, perspective. It's really you know it's right. how you grow up. Yeah, it's just it's about your life. <laughs> uh, what are you What are you up to? What's going on? <laughs> um, nothing much. I think I'm kind of working my way through Netflix, and I'm going to eventually end up where I don't have anything that I want to watch. I anymore. can't wait for that day. Yeah. Who knows what you'll become on that day? I know. The, cra- I, uh, the couch and you will just crack open and a butterfly will come out. <laughs> what are you uh, thankful for? We missed Thanksgiving. Oh, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for family and uh, sure, go ahead and roll your eyes. Um, I'm thankful for you and this, is this not podcast. This family show. I know. It's, um, well, it is a podcast show. Oh, uh, you think I should be thankful? What I should be thankful entertainment wise? Yeah, I'm um, thankful. Look back in, in the years of our catalog, and maybe we should keep better track of what we do. Yeah, uh, okay. we want to kind of make it always fresh. So I try not to look back too much, but I'm sure we've had a pop culture thankfulness or something in the I'm past. I'm sure we have. Look, everybody, it's MC Squanto, and he's here to say, you know, something like that. <laughs> um. I am thankful for the His Dark Materials adaptation. Um, having just read the book for the first time. Um, yeah, and the then one seeing, book. Yeah, I know. I need to read the other ones, obviously, and yeah. like fast. Um, but I think it's a really good adaptation, and uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. Mm. So that's something I'm thankful for. Um, I'm also... Thankful for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I think they've done a really great job. And I'm kind of curious to see. Well, I am curious to see. I don't know where they're going to go from here because this is all kind of new. And we kind of just wrapped everything up. I mean, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of loose ends to me. So um, I'm kind of, I, I, I am curious to see where they're going to take it. But I just, it's like, 
well, where are you going to go? Like, what are you going to, what are you going to do? I mean, I get, I get the, the Black Widow prequel, um, you know, and I know we're going to do some other stuff that's kind of weird and out there. So it, I'm just kind of curious to see how it's going to land and um, where the MCU is going to go from here. It'll fail eventually. You think so? Well, everything does. Yeah. And anybody who, I'm always fascinated by um, properties that go on for a long time and are revived or continue into our new kind of media savvy times. Mm. Because, you know, when comic books first came out, well, let's say, you know, when like the big heroes that we know first came out. Yeah. You could just, they would literally reprint stories that already ran. <laughs> Okay. Usually, so they didn't have to pay our, our an artist or a writer, right? Right. Uh, Martin Martin Goodman, but uh, but you know, or they would just literally rewrite stories. So I think the very famous John Byrne um, issues of Superman, like mm-hmm. the one where he uh, meets the mermaid or whatever, that was a story that was just recycled from a Golden Age story about oh really what if super what if Lois Lane was a mermaid or something like that. Oh okay. Well, and so they're just they're not really worried about continuity like the first time i don't know somebody's gonna yell at me for this but like one of the first real times that they had to sort of interface with continuity and make decisions was what crisis on infinite earths Hmm. where they basically killed off all their other lines of comics because dc had like contemporary heroes but then they were sort of running the old heroes too you know batman and catwoman were married and their kid was the nitrous or the huntress or whatever sure and they just said, no, no, we got to just get the whole line back together and just do that with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do that 12, 13 more times. Right. Over the next 30 years. Right. It'll become our thing. But that's been it, that they're doing that because it's it's self-conscious now. And so when you look at something like <laughs> you look at something like uh, Marvel Comics or even like the MCU, you think about. Why is there a Ghostbusters three? Why is there a um, new Ninja Turtles movie? Why is mm-hmm. why are these properties coming back? And it's because yeah. the kids who grew up on it are now adults with money, who are still <laughs> children mentally, but also are raising kids. My God! And so that's double the tickets, and so we yeah. can get everybody that way. Yeah, I suppose. So you have to evolve. It's not like silly anymore. You have to evolve it or add some kind of you know more mature storyline or just a more mature emotional understanding and environment in the film and then you've got things like spongebob which has always been subversive yeah and slightly adult over the course of the 25 years or whatever it is that it's been around Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i think you know you were talking about where are they gonna go they'll be fine they'll just keep making the same marvel movie and over and over again yeah i suppose you're right and eventually that'll fall apart and Mm -hmm. then we'll then we'll see then the rubber's gonna meet the road and we'll see you know what they become but i was hoping that since They've been around for so long that, yeah. you know, there are kids graduating from high school who are in single digits when they first started. Um, are they still interested in them? And will the MCU have to evolve in its the maturity of its storytelling? Right. You know, well, will that's we kind of... Will we get, like, more Logans? And mm-hmm. I don't mean, like, oh, it's gritty, it's, it's R, or it's, it's like, super tragic. Yeah. Right. But th- the intelligence of asking you to accept a man... With a conflicted uh, opinion of his father figure, uh, continuity, conflicted feelings about your father figure. Right. We're going to hit those later, everybody. Yeah. 
see how well this show's put together? Mm-hmm. Until I pointed it out. <laughs> um, you know, those are the good parts of Logan. Those resonated with everybody. He could go to Claw City all day long in a million other movies, and people are like, no, whatever. But that's what people care about. Will we see more of that? Can we see more of that? Since I feel like we pretty much cleared the table, didn't we? Like, I don't think we didn't way. kill War Machine, but I don't see Don Cheadle coming back to these things, right? Right. Um, there's a lot of like, the, I kind of, you know, Endgame is sort of like, that's me sort of kissing the old universe goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I'm resetting my expectations counter now. Mm-hmm. You guys did it. You landed it. Billion to one chance. Congratulations. But it doesn't mean that I think Chang Chi's going to be any good. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I think right. that they know what they're doing with the Black Widow movie. So. Right. <sighs> I don't know. So do you think now that they'll have to reinvent themselves or do you think they're going to continue to try to retell the same stories more or less you, you more or less said do you that want to listen already. to the show later and no, then get the answer to that question no. you, you think they're going to reinvent <laughs> the same stories? i think they will do the first one i think they have to do the second one okay thank you all right and thank you for asking me what i'm thankful for what are you thankful for Pam? william gibson okay his new book is do coming wanna... out very soon yeah i finally got around to reading his old book which is not his latest book but it's a couple years old now right and it's like pulling on a old pair of cyber goggles to jack into the <laughs> meat space or whatever <laughs> it's like nothing's changed yeah i don't that's, know that's i don't know comforting well it's comfort i don't know if that's good or bad for an author i don't know how much how much you're supposed to change or how much it's even commercially viable for you to change your Fair. style but yeah he's just he's still him yeah, yeah. and uh i don't know why i ever left <laughs> but I'm glad that he's still punching them out. That's good. Let's punch out some news. Okay, the least satisfying thing about this next story is that I don't know how well DC Comics do in China, so don't okay. ask. Okay, I won't ask. I imagine they probably do okay, or they're certainly doing better now. Okay. Um, here's why I think they are probably doing well, or at least have a potential to do well, hmm. because DC has caved to pressure from the Chinese government to pull its promotional image for the upcoming Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child one-shot by Frank Miller. Okay. It features a Batman-looking character. Could be, I don't think it's the Batman. Remember, the Dark Knight Returns Future is in the future. Mm. So this could be a new young Batman or just a protester in a Batman outfit. Okay. But they are throwing a Molotov cocktail. Oh. And well, the I background of the picture China says the it. future is young. And because everything's about China, China assumed <laughs> that this is an attack on the Chinese government over the Hong Kong protests uh, okay. because the Molotov cocktail is, you know, a rigor weapon of not only the Hong Kong protesters, but just protesters yeah. in general. Sure. Um, gl- empty glass bottles sell out when there's a revolution on. <laughs> Carl, um, Carl, why'd you buy 20 empty bottles? We got, just drink, drink this, drink the water, yeah. drink the booze that's in the bottle. Right. Booze is in the bottle. <laughs> it's flammable. <laughs> so I just thought we needed clear bottles, man. So the OCD protester. That's my little sketch. There. Is, is it? I like it. Those um, rocks are dirty. Put them down. Is it selfish or or like maybe it's selfish isn't the right word. Is it like self-absorbed to think that this is about you? Um, speaking of China now. Is it self-absorbed to be a totalitarian government? Yeah. 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 Hmm. The People's Republic. Right. I know. Those people are the ones in power. Right. 
Yes. Anyway, so that's reset the counter. Yeah. This I isn't know. even a fu- this isn't even a funny one. This is just what? Wh- why? Why? I know. You, why? I understand why Facebook does it because Mark Zuckerberg is spineless. Yeah. And also that is. There's more people there than there are here. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Just from a business perspective, chi- Facebook needs to be in China. So when China, you know, says I forgot what it was, but they made them take down a something or other, or some ad or something like that. Yeah. And they caved because, of course, they did. They're yeah. weasels. Yeah. But. But DC. Dan, Dan Didio, Jim, Jim Lee, what's going on? Yeah, I know. P- I know. Part of this is being like comics is like. Comics is the is, F, is FU, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the big two have never been that, but well, why not take a chance? Yeah. Well, here's why: because then China will ban all DC comics, and then Marvel will have an open thing. But I don't know what they must no, sell. No, okay, over there. Yeah, there is no such thing as business business ethics. They don't exist. There's only business. Yeah, it's just kind of really upsetting. Um, you know what's really upsetting? What? Frank Miller's still making these Dark Knight spinoffs. Oh, dear Lord. Why? Um, somebody stop him. Yeah, seriously. Please, somebody stop him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that great. Uh, here's another deep thoughts one for mm-hmm. you. Um, so Billy D. Williams. Yes. Is, um, of course, played uh, uh, Lando Calrissian. Yes. Uh, in the Star Wars movies. He's reprising his role in the upcoming Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Um. What is it? He's done other things, though. Lady Sings the Blues. Sure. Oh, I just did a Batman thing. Uh, he was uh, Harvey Dent, Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he's in Brian's song. And uh, he was being interviewed mm-hmm. recently with uh, Esquire. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he uh, he basically revealed that he is a gender-fluid person. I had heard about this, yes. He says, uh, he says uh, quote, I say himself and herself because I see myself as feminine and as well as masculine, uh, and I'm a very soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. Okay. Fine. Great. Me too. Great. Yeah. But I just wonder if an 82-year-old person, you know, if they mean the same thing. Just because he's like, I like cooking. Like, it doesn't mean... (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of people who are serious about their gender fluidity who... Or maybe are like, really? Really, Colt 45 guy? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, this is, I'm devil's advocating here. Yeah, I know you are. Because I know you. And I know that's what you're doing. And I am super homophobic. No, you're not. So you know that. No, 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 no. Not at all. He really did love Brian Piccolo. Okay. <laughs> he really loved him. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I mean, how can anyone really know anyone else's experience or but you can comment on it yeah (laughs) that's that's your job i i guess in this environment um i see what you're saying like does he understand what that means but i mean i would hope that if he makes that statement he would understand what that means you know that would be my i just mean if he means it like like people mean it like lgbtq i i I see what you're saying yeah yeah um but anyway i just you know fine like ha- it being more than like I have a softer side of myself and and yeah. uh, I'm not afraid to show it because I don't think that that's necessarily being gender fluid, but um, I yeah I don't know I think 
I, I just I just would hope that he, you know, knows what he's talking about, but Well, he says that he says he refers to himself as himself and herself, so we'll just keep saying yeah. himself until he tells us otherwise. Right. But... Okay, but I mean, who I just you know who who would have seen it coming? We should have known when he said in Empire Strikes Back, this construct is getting worse all the time. <laughs> Another story. We're not making a lot of meat out of these stories, so uh-huh. you know, this next one we really got to drill down. Okay, <laughs> we got a lot of time to fill. I know. Oh, this is it. I've got a lot to say about this one. So, okay. you know about this practice? Hmm. You know this practice of letting <laughs> dying kids see movies early? Oh, um. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, I've I've heard of like you you make a wish, you know, stuff like that. Kids like wanting to see it, and you just yeah, you're the juggernaut. You just keep going, no matter right. what I'm trying to cook up on the other side of the table. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So <laughs> this this did happen recently. A, okay. a young fan. Uh, got to see the Rise of Skywalker. I, I knew you were uh, going to say that early. Yeah. 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 Um. He was, I don't think they released his name. It's not really important, but he was, um, he's a patient at, uh, in England. Oh, okay. At a hospice care in England. Mm. And so, okay. yeah. And apparently like uh, Bob Iger, the CEO uh Disney, um, got involved in it. Oh, really? Got, like connected, yeah. Oh, and, and gave stuff. his okay, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, I honestly don't have a problem with this. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. I just like if I was, I guess I'm not 12, and of course it's, it's tragic. And, yes, you know what? Do you think <laughs> once the credits roll, okay, Billy, pick up the pillow and just no. Because <laughs> what if you get better stop. after that? Like well, what if? Oh well, then you get better. <laughs> yeah, and hope and we hope that he does. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm just I'm way too self-conscious to you wouldn't ask for that no i never i would never ask and then you see the picture uh there's actually a picture uh, i saw this story on deadline and i guess if you're 12 this is cool but chewbacca's behind you in your hospital bed and there's some guy who is dressed up like mace windu and i'd just be like this is this is tricky i'm gonna die from this oh no die from embarrassment from this photo yeah i hope that um, too that they don't just throw like a, a laptop in the kids lap. you know what i mean like yeah bring a, bring a nice uh curved nice tv uhd tv in you yeah know, and then like but you got to soundproof the room so the other dying kids can't hear it right oh <laughs> okay it's all just right like... all right look i'm i'm, I'm towing the line my, my toe is brushing <laughs> erasing part of the line oh, here but... but yeah you would have to do something like do you think that. the other kids in the world are like I don't like Star Wars. Probably. What the hell? Can I get in on this? Yeah. Um, make the kid sign an NDA. <laughs> no. Just hold the pen. Well, we can hold it for you. There you go. Oh. Sign it. I know you have an NDA story you want to talk about. <laughs> um, I I just I'll mention it. Um, I I just was uh reading some news stories and something popped up on my feed that um. Comedian Pete Davidson apparently is having people who attend his um, his stand-up comedy uh, routine sign NDAs. Um, and Million-dollar NDAs. Yes. Uh, so, uh, ostensibly, if you violate them, you... Yes, you owe what, him a million dollars. Which, <laughs> I mean, none of these agreements uh, have any weight, right? I would hope not. But yeah, I mean, like the biggest part about it is, 
you're not supposed to go on social media and like talk about any of his jokes. But he's so young like and he so doesn't understand how the world works now yeah. in 2020. I know. It's 2020, bitch. I know. Hugh Downs. Yeah, That's right? where we're at. <laughs> this is not how anything works. My first, the biggest thing for me, the shock is pe- people go to Pete Davidson shows. <laughs> right well he is on snl and some apparently people still watch that so yeah there you go um i mean what how i tell me a pete davidson joke i have no idea actually i do know a pete davidson joke Uh when he was dating ariana grande which hey dude you're the guy that was famous for dating ariana grande yeah and they were rebounded with kate beckinsale and that's about it uh he's he's also the source of she said that he had BDE or whatever. Because yeah, I know. Right, so that's where that came from. Yeah. Which is kind of stuck around. Yeah. I think it's going to be like milk, drinking your milkshake, though. I think the clock's running on BDE, but okay. we'll see. All right. And then somebody asked him about, like, so do you have a... I'm from TMZ. Who? What reporter would ask this? But, I don't so know. So you got a big dick? And he's like, you know, she's like three feet tall, so everything seems big to her. Which <laughs> like, is kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, all right, that's a good bet. Yeah. And right. it's self-effacing. You know what isn't self-effacing? Hmm. Threatening to sue your fans. Right? All right. Uh, so not cool, dude. So, yeah. Speaking of corporations caving to d- demands. Uh-oh. Uh, Apple recently altered their weather and their maps apps. Okay, why? To show Crimea as part of Russia. Remember when Russia invaded Crimea? Yeah, what the hell? In 2014? And well, a, a battle that's still being fought and people are dying. And it'd be like if if China went to Apple and went, yeah, that Taiwan, you just make that red, just put that red over there. Right, or Hong that, Kong. On that or spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, after 1997, there was no Apple well, Maps in 1997. Uh, yeah, so what the hell, Apple? Why would they do that? Because there are no ethics in business. Oh, my goodness. You know, the thing about ethics is, ah, you know, we all saw the scene in Billy Madison. That was instructive. <laughs> oh, my goodness. that's That seems like a really bad move to make, Apple. Like, seriously. There's just nothing we can do anymore. It's a kleptocracy? Hmm. No. What is it when all the corp- corporations run everything? I don't know what it's Yell called. Yell at me, people. Okay. <laughs> Tell me on Twitter. <laughs> at Caliban, K-1-I-B-A-N. Uh, so we did our time with Star Wars stories. Uh, yeah. I know that one kid is. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> you just keep going. Wow. Juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Rise of Skywalker yeah. has a script. Yes. And one of the copies of that script... Oh, yes. I know what you're ...appeared on eBay. Yeah. And I think you know the story behind this. Yes. So it was... Somebody from the the crew or the the actors or what have you um, lost their script, and John Boyega came out and be, was like, uh, "It was me," and he p- put it under his bed. And supposedly, this is where it gets a little fuzzy for me. But supposedly, he was in moving, and so he put it under his bed, and then he moved, and he forgot the script it was under his bed because he was partying with his friends. And then a cleaning lady came several weeks later, found it, put it on eBay for $85, like just $85, which is like 
probably could have put it on there for more than that. But anyways, uh, somebody who worked at Disney saw it and bought it before anybody else could uh, buy it. So whoever that was who worked at Disney, little you deserve a gold something star. Something extra in their grill bowl this yeah, weekend. Exactly. Uh, the 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 untold story of this story mm-hmm. is how many other scripts were bought this year. Yeah. There's got to be, it's like the Watchman crank file, right? At the New Frontiersman or whatever. There's got to be a tub full of scripts Just, that were bought off of eBay. Yeah, right. To do this. And then fu- we got one. Finally, we got like, oh, thank God we had this stupid program. We got a real script. Yes. Kept it out of the hands of like that kid who lost the iPhone or whatever <laughs> in, in a bar. Right. For, I, I heard that there was some partying involved, too. Yes. There was some... some. I mean, he had the judgment to, like, oop, the lads are coming over, and he, like, put it put under, it under his, bed. his bed. But then, you yes. know, the night continued, and he forgot to get it out from under his bed. Yeah, exactly. So, so did the cleaning woman... Mm-hmm. Were they the one that eBayed it? Yes, supposedly. <laughs> well, good move. Yeah, awesome. except... Probably should have done way more than $85, considering it's freaking Star Wars. 85 bucks is 85 bucks. I guess. Um, Same as downtown. But um, uh, the article I read was talking about how uh, the MCU movies, um, they would give you pages for that day and then they would take them from Yeah, I don't know why he had a whole, an entire script. Right, and that was like one thing that the article was talking about. Reason for that, yeah. Yeah, and then they would give you things with the pages that Unless he's in every scene. Right. (laughs) Uh, They would give you pages that like you would do a scene of, but then it wouldn't actually be in the movie. Like it was just fake. So how'd you like that job? Yeah, I know, right? I'm screaming at her. Screaming at her. What have you done? Uh, you know, I've done some fake uh, scenes for some movies. Uh, I did the scene <laughs> where Hawkeye falls off the thing. Right. Uh, I did the scene where uh, they all have a mayo on their hot dogs. Uh, yeah, a lot of work. You probably yes. haven't seen it. Right. Unless you watch the uh, extra features on the Endgame Blu-ray, which is <laughs> just terrible. I know. Thank God they cut all those scenes. I know. All the... All not even like fun stuff that like like the one where uh, Cap is talking to to Rhodey and he's like, so uh, so yeah we got to crash that plane. It's like well why'd you have to crash it? You could have like, jumped out. And all they're trying to do is just kind of put another joke in. That was some because remember they yeah. they pitch all kinds of alts and jokes for all of these things. Sure. And that one somehow made it all the way to shooting day. Yes. But it made it all the way there without them even thinking. Rhodey was a pilot. He that's he literally he does has, that. He has to know what it was. So like. there could it could have been more specific pilot talk about like, well, did you no, uh, jig right. the? Th- no, nah, I'm just no, nah, I'm just spinning it. What have you written? Oh, I just came up with a, a couple of hypothetical jokes on my dumb podcast. <laughs> but like, did you do the thing? He's like, oh, I didn't know they had one of those things. He's like, well, learn how to fly a plane. And right. Just I just context. Yes. No, but instead, I totally it was just it. we got to give Don some more lines, and then yeah, fine. Or like the scene where let's all bow down to Tony Stark. That's a little. Is, should we do little, that? It was a little weird. Or is that dumb? It's. Will dumb. we just be at his funeral later anyway? Yeah, it, it was emotional enough, I think, without them Ooh, doing that. Yeah. Plus, I, look, I, ally, thanks for saving the world, but T'Challa's not gonna bow. We don't do that here. <laughs> right. I don't want to see Doctor Strange bow to anybody either. <laughs> I think I want to see most of those people bow. He Ubered everybody there. So you right? be bowing to him. <laughs> uh, staying on the Star Wars tip here, um, it looks like it's going to be huge. We talked about yeah. this before. I think they, they already 
long ago doubled uh, Endgame's pre-sale, mm-hmm. and they're looking at um, a potential two hundred million dollar opening weekend. Jeez, which Louise would be up there. Yeah, it would. In terms of the record, uh, beat themselves a couple of times. Yeah, right? well, they—that's all. That's what they're best at. <laughs> beating themselves yeah and you know they take it seriously over there at disney mm. that's why they disney has printed up some real crappy yoda t-shirts i saw that <laughs> it was very disappointing it I... looks like it looks like when your nephew has a birthday party at the mcdonald's play place yes and it's 1983 and you go and get some screen printed pictures of him i know uh, with his little bare butt you know in the bathtub or something like that i had a weird childhood and <laughs> and th- it looks like that it does it's it's like oh oh crap we, we need some baby yoda shots off right now take that screenshot yeah. uh what, it, i don't care what resolution it is it's right? one, one meg whatever it's we'll not blow even it up. great resolution yeah and then quick quick <laughs> get on t public done no not even get on cafe press right we got it i know and like how did they this is like the baby Groot thing. Yes. Is it this is. a good sign? Exactly like is the this baby a sign Groot that thing. creative is making the choices and not um, merchandising? Because mm. merchandising comes back to you and says, this movie's not toyetic enough. Mm, Can't right. you come up with a goofy dog or, a, or something? Right. Jar Jar was made that way. Yes. Right? Yes. This is a situation where we've let these creators do these you know, creative things, amazing things, and they come up with something so great, and they know it's great, and they know the audience is going to shut themselves. But th- there is no, there is wow. no connection to the toy department. If there was, would they would be on top of that? So instead, you get Baby Groot, and then two months after the movie comes out, somebody who works at Disney Toys is like, "Where's the effing Baby Groot doll? Everybody, it's come dancing. on!" Yeah. yeah, right. I know. Um, well, I know for this, uh, supposedly John Favreau, who is the creator of the Mandalorian, um, he didn't want any merchandise to leak because he didn't want the idea of baby yoda to leak online uh-huh. so we can blame him for the mad rush in the shoddy merchandise that we are getting all for a reveal that comes 10 seconds before the end of the very first episode yeah who cares yeah who cares i know i know just get you know and plus he's all well i'm sure there is a puppet because they're big on that now but they've got to the point where cgi is good enough that you can't tell but so, but there's he's small. There's not going to be any grainy set photos of a baby Yoda. No, nobody's going to know. Somebody, Joe, John Boyega is going to leave the script under the bed. <laughs> but these things aren't going to. I know people are so rabid for news, but fine, they'll know that there's something. But y- you could have made a, another two hundred million dollars. I I know. Well, and uh, people came out with like toy ideas for it, like almost <laughs> immediately. You know, like his little hover basket or bayonet or what have you that he like floats yeah bassinet that he like floats around in it's a different thing okay both french words um but like they had like this thing like it's like a magnet like he's like floating in the little bed like above this magnet thing you know um and you squeeze him and he spits frogs out sure yeah or you squeeze him and he spits out retreads of other movies and tv shows it's not the Mandalorian's fault. That's just Star I know, Wars. It is. John Favreau accepted a job, and he's like, "I see what this is. Great, uh, old Japanese movies. Right, with lasers. Got it. Exactly. I think if you're sick of the Mandalorian, you're sick of Star Wars. Right? Yeah, probably. All right, well, guess which one I am. Hey, Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad will both be rated R. I heard about this. Yay! 
I mean, okay. Hey, I, the last time on that show a year ago, we were talking about Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like, what's it going to be about? I don't know. Do you think it'll be uh, look really dumb and <laughs> have uh, Ewan McGregor in it? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yes, it will. It, it doesn't look great. Harley yeah. Quinn, beloved by ten-year-old uh, girls everywhere. Which is also your weird. movie, rated R. Yeah, right. Why not make it PG thirteen? <laughs> yeah, you get so much more people to don't, go see it. Don't tell her what to do. Yeah, okay. don't call her babe. You don't own her. Right, and she will survive. <laughs> Was the first Suicide Squad PG thirteen? No. It, yes? yes. I can't. I can't remember. It had. Yes, it was. Okay. Then why make your second one R? Because it's James also... Gunn, baby, who's done a lot of PG thirteen films. So <laughs> when he got to Marvel, all right. And he's still... sick of it. Ugh. He's going rated R. Okay. King Shark will eat a guy. Wow. You know who else is going to survive? Who? <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh boy. Uh, she is going to direct and star. In Invisible Woman for Universal, rated R. <laughs> Is she sure she wants to do that? Uh, she's th- yes. Okay, don't we already have an Invisible Man movie? Yes, that with is a Elizabeth co-production Moss? with Blumhouse. That's a horror film. Okay. We, nobody really knows the details are being kept under wraps, but presumably this will be another. You know what I what I said before, like the new plan for Dark Universe is right. to sneak it in on you. Okay, all right. Do you think I, I'm not super familiar with the Invisible Man story? Do you think uh, that he's a bad person? Right. Do you the th- Ring of Gyges? It's, it's talking about taking old things and making them new stories. That's what H.G. Wells was doing with the Invisible Man. Okay. That being invisible is a, a power that is too tempting, and. Tolkien is like, uh, excuse me, punk. I did that already. Uh, it's it's the corruption of power. But so, usually the new thing is it, you are a rapist. Do, do you think that will translate over to a female <laughs> You know what? If Elizabeth Banks wants to make a movie about how she's the invisible woman rapist, uh, I want to see where that goes. <laughs> you know, it'll be a let's turn it over. It's always a woman being scared because a man's behind the curtains, or is he? Right. Someone is sitting in that chair. Right, right, right. What if uh, the woman is the serial killer, stalker, uh, predator, and she's like chasing after scared men? Like basic instincts, except she's invisible. No. 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 Okay. Not like that at all. Oh. No. All basic right. instincts, like no. What? How's that basic instinct? I don't know. You think I'm sitting a in a chair? Killer. No. <laughs> <laughs> is she uncrossing her legs? I can't tell. <laughs> and speaking of rated R. Yes. <laughs> I'm having fun with that. Uh, DC Films uh, is also looking to have uh, some rated R movies, like the ones we uh, already mentioned. Yes. And possibly having um, other ones. on. They're open to R ratings on other um, films on their docket. Okay. Uh, also, um, they have not forgotten about Superman. There was a little business that went around about a week ago or so when Michael B. Jordan had revealed or it was revealed that he had taken a meeting at DC about possibly uh, playing Superman in the future. Oh, really? Huh. Okay. (sighs) Okay. How do you feel about that? And and the other thing is um, Green Lantern, but we already kind of knew that. They're committed to this Green Lantern thing. Uh Uh-huh. I said before, let's, I don't care. I just don't care anymore what color Superman is. I don't think it has any relevance as to Superman 
doesn't ha- he can look like anything. Mm-hmm. He's looked like the way he does in the comic book because he's the star of the show and the show has been going for 80 years. Yeah. So it's we can't do a uh soap soap opera, you know, the role of Pauline will now be played by so and so. They did that back in the old Yeah, the old I know days. what you're talking about. Um I don't know why I know that. Oh, I watched a lot of like I said, weird childhood. Uh <laughs> So uh, he's probably going to stay white in the comic, but movies, you're going to reboot it. Who cares? Right. Go for it. Okay. I think we hit the point, and I know <laughs> this isn't exactly true, but technically we're at the point where if Superman is going to be super American, mm-hmm. truth or justice the American way, any race could he could be is could be an American. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's always <laughs> that always should have been true. Yeah. But I think that we. He can be anybody. Mm-hmm. So, fine. But not Michael B. Jordan. Uh, you don't think so? He's had a lot of chances at these things, right? Let's well, give somebody else a chance. superhero movies, yeah. Plus, I don't... I think he's fine. Huh. I don't love him. Oh, okay. All right. I think some people think he has a real presence. People love him. Yeah, I know. Oh, he's super good looking, super charismatic. Yeah. I just don't find a lot of depth in the characters he plays. Which may be Skip Creed. But maybe mm. I should watch Creed because maybe that's where he really delivers. Shines. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I saw Fruitvale Station. Yeah, that was depressing. Yeah, and that was my problem with it. We're <laughs> so far as you can have a problem with like a movie about this just unthinkable, horrible tragedy well, and Yeah, yeah. But it was almost more, I think he should have made a documentary out of it. Oh, With okay. like dramatization. Okay. Because it's kind of what saying. it felt like to me. Yeah. And then the last like part of the movie is like literally like, this is what happened and it's all real footage. And it's like, okay, but maybe a documentary could have been really informative rather than having yeah. the guy from Lost be the craziest cop who's ever been. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, and he was good in that, but he was good in a way that was, he's he, he supposed to feel like a real guy and he's yeah. a guy who's kind of awkward in his own skin. And he's also doing all this kind of code switching we see because he's with his family and his mom's yelling at him and then he's with his, his, his buds, buddies. Yeah. And then he goes to the store and he has to, oh, I'm talking to a white lady now and ordering a cake, you know, and he's, mm-hmm. and that was really good. So, but I feel like even a, a an actor who wasn't sure of himself would come off the same way. Mm. This is Caliban's acting critiques. <laughs> I got them for days. Oh. The last thing I want to talk about yeah. is Star Wars. Okay. You could bring have it guessed on. that. I bring it on. I could have. Uh, you're not going to believe this. What? But we know now that, of course, Emperor Palpatine yes. is in nine somehow. Yeah. Don't know yeah. how. I don't either. And we learned uh, last week or a couple days ago that... He was not in Colin Trevorrow's original script for Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So this is a J.J. Abrams ad then? Right. In uh, Colin Trevorrow's script, uh, Rose Tico uh, has a kid, uh, and the kid is a genius, but then he convinces her to murder the abusive dad of Broom Boy. (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me? Are you making this story up? (laughs) It almost sounds like a Caliban story. The, the Book of Henry. It's a Book of Henry. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm trying. That's my. I'm just wondering what was in. Now I want to read his script. Yeah. Because right. his other script was insane. <laughs> I might have liked his script. So for me, this is. And he said in an interview, uh, bringing the Emperor back was a JJ idea that he brought to the table when he when he came on board. So okay. 
We're just we're screwed. So we can we can blame JJ screwed, for that. We're aren't we? Great. This is just one last hump. I know. Before this thing's over, right? I know. Um, I am kind of interested to see what they're going to be He's, like after this. Look, gone fishing. It's oh, not. Geez. It's not complex. But no. there's a kernel of an idea there. These guys just want to go fishing. <laughs> Guy that gets uh, regarding Henry, he gets he's a mean guy. He gets shot. Now he's nice. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. Has J.J. Abrams never not coasted in the last 15, 20 years? Not that I'm aware of. Even the alias is like the spy is a girl. Right. Take it, boys. Right. He's <laughs> just not- yeah. Um, <laughs> he's not really a follow through guy. You know, he's. He's like a... He, Not creatively. No. He, That's why I'm glad I took that picture of him. Remember we were at that wizard con <laughs> and that one booth, they had these plaques and expensive pictures and there's one with like a laminated picture. This is years before Force Awakens came out. And yeah. It was J.J. Abrams standing in front of a an X-Wing uh-huh. and there's a post-it note taped on top of the yes. picture that said, do not take a picture of this. Yes. I took 20. I know. And I'm Caliban. And we're the hosts of the Sailor Noob Podcast. I'm the expert. And I'm the noob. You're talking into the wrong end of the microphone. Aye, aye. Okay. Every week we watch a new episode of Sailor Moon and learn about monsters, fashion, food, culture, and of course, the Sailor Warrior of Love and Justice, Sailor Moon. All right. Now, what is her rank? Is she an admiral or a rear admiral? Okay, shh, shh. The ad's almost over. We're a couple of magical people, and every week we moon prism power make up a new episode. Please stop that. Sailor Noob is available every Friday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Shiver me timbers. What you doing tonight? I wish I could be a fly on your wall. Your father is God. Your other father's the devil. Your wife is eight feet tall. And you're out of veggie trays. How are we going to raise this kid? <laughs> it's going to take a miracle. Miracle man. Miracle man. It's like a sitcom from the 80s. Family with a family plan. Got the miracle. <laughs> I, I like it. That's what it is. Yes. Well, that's what that's what they've done to yes. Mr. Miracle. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's what they've done. Would it surprise you to know that A, Tom King didn't have a great childhood, and B, he and Mitch Garads uh, had kids about the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> when this wow. was being developed. Wow. Would that blow you away? Um, I guess not. In all you saw Mitch's uh, baby beard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm not terribly surprised by that. But um, baby okay. beard is like the beard you grow when like you're too tired to shave. It's not like a beard made of babies. Although, <laughs> I'm off to Google, off to Google Images for that one. Oh my goodness, another stellar idea. Shaving that one's a real, a real problem. Ooh, oh boy, real bloodbath. Yeah, a lot of dark oh, stuff in the show today. Yeah, it's kind of working some things wow. out. Wow. But so is Tom King. Yes. What happens in the last six issues of Mister Miracle? Um. God, so much happens. Um, tell you what, yeah. why don't you? Do, can you? Sh- I'll tell us where we came from, and you can tell us where, where we ended up. Okay. I'll tell. I'll tell you what the first world is. 
You tell me what the second world is. Okay. And together we'll tell what the... Th- what is all that crap? I don't know. I actually read that there was... Was it Burn? Somebody rebooted the um, doop-a-doop-boop fourth world characters. And the first half of the first issue was that the retelling of that story. It was... Okay. High Father or High Father's parents or something. And they came from the other world. And so that's... And they tick off what all the worlds are. But sure. Really, it's just... You can't call it, no, Jack, you can't call it F.U. Marvel. No, let's call it something else. <laughs> oh, Fourth World. That's pretty good. Uh, we start off, at, uh, Scott uh, Free, Mr. Miracle, mm-hmm. the escape artist, um, attempts suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know why. Trying to escape from life. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. And he is okay. He's recovering. And weird things are happening. His wife's eyes are the wrong color. We see these mm-hmm. weird glitchy things. And suddenly the... Conflict between Apocalypse and uh, New Genesis um, explodes. Mm-hmm. It suddenly becomes very hot. Um, Oberyn dies, uh, unrelated. Um, Scott's um, sort of mentor and sidekick. Um, that leads to this open war. Scott is called back to fight for the forces of New Genesis. And many people go down. Lots mm-hmm. of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, um, Orion um, accuses Scott of you know, being not on the ball. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, Scott's acting weird. He's he's questioning uh, Orion's orders. Scott feels that maybe he's infected with the anti-life pre- equation, or Orion is, the world is, or something's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough for Orion. Orion wants to have Scott killed. Scott basically decides to submit to that, shows up to... Um, but then he says, screw it, we're not going to do that. And him and Barda are going to fight their way to Orion, they get to Orion, Orion's dead, um, killed by Darkseid, presumably. Right. And that's where we pick up on this. Okay. Oh, and, and Barda is pregnant. Yes. And we know that. Yeah. So um, it picks up on the seventh issue. Um, we have fast forwarded quite a bit, and Barda is uh, in the process of giving birth. She's in labor. Um, so they like rush to the hospital and it's kind of touch and go, but, uh, it's okay. But then I think it's like the Furies are there in the waiting room area. Yeah. And one of them like gives Scott. Oh, we're going bit plot point by plot point. Should I not? Okay. never should. Okay. (laughs) Well, they're there. Anyways, the baby's born and they decide to name him Jacob after Jacob's ladder. Um, cause what? Well, well, yes and no. There is something called Jacob's Ladder that I think they just invented in this issue because yeah. Jacob Kurtzman is Jack Kirby. Oh, I okay, I didn't even get that. And they call him Jackie, that, which that makes sense. Um, so um, they're living their life, but then they um, uh, get brought. I don't know where they're they're brought if it's. Um, apocalypse but they're having these peace talks these peace talks um and i forget like the i'm really terrible with names on this um the uh the big beast looking guy yeah um so they're they're trying to have these peace talks they're trying to figure out how can they like solve this war thing and everything and it's not really going exactly how they would like it to go um they're gonna need a miracle. Right. <laughs> um, and um, 
he keeps seeing these flashes that say dark side is and it's not really explained Mm -hmm. so that's another kind of weird thing that's going on with scott and i don't think he really shares that with anybody um and there's this guy who's always watching jackie fury i think is his name is that his name funky 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 flashman funky flashman thank you um and he is he is what he funky flashman is i have no idea oh maybe you need to hear the story oh, oh stanley funky flashman <laughs> okay he's, who did you think weird. the star eater and the golden retriever were supposed to be i don't know the story of the star eater he comes he and then uh, Splat 2 is sworn never to interfere. It's Galactus. Oh, okay. The Golden Retriever right. is Silver Surfer. Okay. They're doing Marvel I see. in a DC comic. I got it. Which is what the fourth world, it was developed for Marvel. And they're like, whatever, Jack. And he's like, I'm just going to go right over here then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in this. Yes. They, they, they are reunited. Yes. They, Jack they, and, and Stan yes. are funky. Funky. Yeah. Okay. They're creating stories together. Yes. And he says that, that Jack is coming up with these stories. We say that he comes with the imaginations. Yeah. And funky comes with the words. Right. The Marvel method. Yes. Exactly. You didn't have to know that. No. Okay. But now you do. I do. Yes. <laughs> so um, it somehow gets, th- there's other stuff that's happening, but somehow the message gets across that dark side will um what's the stuff that scott free thinks is injected in him or in into dark side or into it's the gravy no not the gravy the anti-life equation the anti-life equation thank you like um dark side says he will he he will stop the war he will put everything you know all he wants is just one simple thing and that's his grandson and Jacob. Yes. And Scott Free and Barda are like not really into this idea. But Scott keeps thinking about it and he's like, What if we go there? What if we give it to him and then we kill him? Um, well, he doesn't say that. Well, that's revealed in the action of the comic. Yes. And it's really, the structure is very similar to the first six issues. It's it is. kind of the same thing. It's, yes. You know, in that one, Scott is basically facing death and so we have a whole issue where he and barda go eat ice cream and you know go to the santa monica or whatever and um and this you know we've got this he's driving around trying to get all the party stuff for jacob's birthday party yes and (laughs) the batman cake goes to party city and the guy's like do you have a membership card he's like no can i ask you a question um I'm like a living god, and I'm in charge of like this uh, battle where billions of lives are being lost. Like, what should I do? Yeah. And the guy, <laughs> this is, uh, I don't know. What's the guy supposed to do? Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, but he he basically he basically says that it's a trolley problem. He doesn't say it's a trolley problem. Thank God for that. But he basically <laughs> says you're trying to make the most amount of people happy, right? Right. Even though it's going to cost some people, and so it's like he presents this utilitarian approach to it. You know, so that's what you got to do. And it's just an equation, man. It's just an equation that you feed, you know, these sort of numbers into and make the most amount of people happy. There should be an equation like that, like the life equation. <laughs> it's like, well, we're so close. I feel I like that's a little um, hitty on the heady. Yes. But then he's like, but do you have a membership? I mean, it's like free money. I so know, I, right? I don't know. 
I don't know what the point of that was, except well, it's a cute thing where... Oh, here's something we pointed out. I'm going to point out a couple things that we talked about on the last time show. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Batman's dick. Whatever happened? Jeez. Whatever happened to Batman's dick? Wow. We kind of got over that real fast, didn't we? Stay for yourself. Uh, all right. Wow. Uh, so t- <laughs> we talked about, speaking of, uh, 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 th- uh, okay, ch- check it out. Trolley Problem, Good Place, Kristen Bell, hmm. Veronica Mars, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem wow. Abdul-Jabbar writing one of the episodes or being on the writing staff of the Veronica Mars reboot. <laughs> Why'd that fail? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, I like blocked that out of my head. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, but one of the big things we talked about was here's the new hotness in indie comics that drives mm. all the Eisner voters wild. It is juxtaposing the fantastical and the mundane. Yes. That is... And that's still present in these It's deconstructionist. Yeah. And that is what makes all those little academic comic dicks hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe Batman, we don't know, uh, because it's invisible. Right. My dick is the night. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that's what we've got here. This, for me, this is like the uh, once took over the line of that. It's just, yeah, okay. All right. You know, it's a funny scene. He's in Party City. He's asking this guy. Uh, the first guy that tells them they're out of helium, we know that, <laughs> and then they do this thing. But for but but taken into microcosm, it's like is that if this was going to stand for your whole thing, this ain't no call it quarter scene from No Country for Old Men, sure. Which could have been you could have cut out the whole rest of the movie short film a guy that we just saw shoot somebody in the head with a cow gun tries to make a this old guy behind the counter this thing flip the coin you know right i got here the same way the coin did mm-hmm. you have to call it right if that's the, what this is supposed to be uh it it all seems like it doesn't mean anything oh well you have no opinions i feel ladies and gentlemen like ding, ding, it, ding, 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 we wow. have done it we have found a human being with no opinion i don't think it means nothing i don't think that um well, I finish do, your thing. What okay, happens? Okay. Then we'll I, argue. Uh, all right. So the last little bit I will say is uh, Barda is pregnant again. No, 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 She's no, no, no. You passed it. over so much. What? So they decide to do what they do. They yeah. come in. They bring the baby. They present him like they're yes. gonna. They're gonna make the change. And they bring crudite because they're obsessed with veggie trays. I guess in LA it's a veggie tray. Right. And it's a, it's a trap that mm-hmm. they set. For him. Yeah. So he can't escape. Right. There's a lot of like flip overs and parallels and of course in this. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it goes about as well as they could expect trying to kill like the Thanos of the DC universe. Right. Um, they do eventually pull it off and then, yeah, everything's fine. They, um, Bart is pregnant again. Yes. Scott is regularly seeing now um, the characters who have died in the previous yes. uh, issues. And eventually meets father, the ghost of high father. Yeah. And we get the idea that the whole time you've been asking yourself, is this real? Was his suicide attempt something, you know, like if Batman stopped his heart for some reason, Mm -hmm. he's got some bat reason that he did it, Mm -hmm. but he killed himself. Like, is this a superhero thing or is this just suicide? Right. And the narrative is not 
answering that question. No, it's not. It's, it's suicide, though, right? Isn't I think it? so. Yeah, but the, but but you can't just write a a superhero book about a guy that tried to kill himself. No. So it's all everything in this is has a double meaning, is obfuscated, mm-hmm. and we never find out. But we, it's implied that he was was hit with the anti-life equation, and the only way to get out of it was to is try to kill himself or escape death yeah and so he is found himself in is it hell is it heaven right either way he should try he should be escaping shouldn't he he's mr miracle right but none of that really matters and it's never concrete because what we're talking about here is like being an abused child right how that affects your worldview and the way that you make relationships right being in a relationship facing adult responsibilities Wanting to run away because yeah. you're Mr. Miracle and not doing it. Right. That's what it's about. Yes. So it's been a great show. You can find us on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter at. No, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, know I feel like saying. last time we were so confused about it, and I guess we just needed to get to the end. And now it just seems so simple. Like that's what it is. Now, I don't think that because it's simple, it's not um, profound. Uh, it's not, I don't find that I relate to it uh, more every year as I get older. Right. But that's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, and I think. It's interesting too, just within the, the storytelling and the narrative, like with, uh, along with him seeing um, these visions of the people that have already died, we also get like just like a cell that just says dark side is and it's black and then the words are in white. Sorry, I forgot depression too. Yeah, yeah. It's also about that. Yes. And <laughs> then um, there's at least one cell, if not more, where it gets, it's like, the reception a, on a TV is like it's kind of right, like fuzzy. Right. There's a splash page near the end mm-hmm. where we see all the characters of the DC universe. Yes. And what's happened here is he has escaped the DC universe to his own world because they talk about Oberon talks to him about all the crises and the continuities and all that and. They've they, none of this is canon. This isn't going to stick. They've already right. done something else with him in the real world. But sure. like, in a meta way, ooh, so hard. Yeah. Uh, he Scott Free has escaped the continuity of the DC universe. Mm. He's in a different universe now. Is that one reason why they keep showing him in T-shirts with like the different characters, like in? Well, I mean, on him? yeah, that's a great point. Like DC superheroes are commoditized mm-hmm. uh, in. In their universe, yeah, just as Booster Gold, right? Uh, but it's it's conspicuous, yes, to a degree. Like and his son, like the Batman, Batman doll, Batman yeah. kills babies, yeah, 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 right. Um, but so yeah, it's just like oh, so, so meta, oh, so hot. <laughs> yeah. So then let me. Oh, and and he punches his dad out at the end. Yeah, he does. So I mean. Yeah, it's about being depressed because you were abused and how you deal with that and not do that to your kid by literally murdering your other dad and not running away. Yeah. Shinji, get the robot. So do you think this, do you think he successfully committed suicide and this is all just his heaven or hell? It's comics. Or do you think? Okay. So no. Okay. I don't know. I mean, if he committed suicide, he's dead and there's no story. That's why right. I don't. Speaking of Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. What? what? Okay. All right. Just because you just because you can uh, 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 reference Time Bomb can go off in my brain a year after I read this. 
Doesn't mean you're a good writer, Tom King. Wow. Jacob's Ladder is a movie starring uh, uh, Tim Robbins. I was going to say Bob Roberts. Uh, and I'm going to wreck it for you because it's not that great no matter okay. what anybody says. Okay. He was dead the whole time. Okay. It's, he, they didn't invent it, but it's become like one of the standard bearers Tropes. of he was dead the whole time. Okay, sure. It's a he fi- guy who's confused, who's depressed about his life, sees finds himself in a hellscape. It's a real Silent Hill situation. Okay. And then he finds out he was dead the whole time. Okay. That's what Tom King's Mr. Miracle is going through. Right. Right. He's he's going through this hell world, sometimes literally when he's on Apocalypse. Right. And he doesn't know what any of it means and it's, it's horrible. But no, I mean, if you want to take it face value and without – the narrative is the narrative, even if the narrative is referring to another narrative. Right. Jacob's Ladder, the movie. Uh, no, he's alive. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't mean he's in the same universe as Superman or whatever. Right. But I mean, it's, it's ambiguous – for a purpose, uh, for a purpose, this space left intentionally blank. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that like Darkseid has a control over his life, or just like the same? Darkseid is strangely absent in this. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He he never says anything in any of these issues. Yeah, and uh, and Metron is the real, as he always is, is the real wild card here because. What does he represent? What is he Did doing? Did they not know that the hooded figure was Metron? Was that a reveal to them? Yeah, to it them. seemed like it was, was a reveal, reveal to, to me. them. Yeah, because okay. are they trying to say that Desaad and Metron are the same person, or he was just right. pretending to be Desaad? I I don't know. I think it's significant because Desaad in those last issues is speaking for Apocalypse. Apocalypse doesn't even right. say anything. Right, right, right. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh. It's kind of weird. Um, I thought maybe you have some insight into this. I'm maybe to. maybe it's on purpose or not. But I thought that Metron's outfit outfit um, kind of was similar to um, uh, what's his name, um, Bolt, um, Light Ray, who is the leader of. Um, the I I can't remember their name right now. But it was a horrible TV show, um, on ABC or something like that. It was okay. Marvel, but bad. Oh oh oh, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. You couldn't remember yes. Black Bolt? Yeah, I that was that was a really <laughs> hard one for me for some reason. But I wow. think his his outfit looks kind of like Black Bolt. You know who I think his outfit looks like? Huh? Another bad abc show yeah auto man really yeah (laughs) see computers and the cyber networks are alive yeah and they create a guy with a jack lord comb over named auto man okay look it up all right i believe you (laughs) all my favorite shows as a kid were canceled oh no that should be a T-shirt. Manimal. All my favorite shows of the kid were canceled. Yeah, my, a lot of them didn't make a full season. Manimal, uh, Misfits of Science, uh. Auto Man. <laughs> it's a it's a surprise. I like anything. <laughs> I'm like Mr. Miracle. Oh I think the rug's going to get pulled right out from under me. <laughs> Should I even commit to this? Oh my goodness. Um, do you think I it's... like how the mother boxes are just their phones? Right. That was a choice. Yeah. And I like how he's calling the boom tube and it's like it's like an Uber. He's like, it'll be here in I know, three right? minutes. 
and and like oh jake always like throws up whenever we go through the boom tube so <laughs> um yeah do you think that like so there's i feel like there's a quite a few people in his life who have died within these issues um do you think that you know their deaths are significant or um you know that you're missing Vilmer Wunderbar already? I don't know. I don't think so. No, you don't think so? It, okay. it, no offense to Jack, but he you know, he didn't really work on it for very long. And then I think the rest of the DC universe never really knew what to do with the characters. Okay. So they often show up in big crossovers when it's, you know, important um for them to be there. I mean, Darkseid, real breakout star right. of that whole thing. Right. Uh I would challenge you to name <laughs> two more new gods right if you I know. could and i'm not sure that you could not really um so yeah i don't think that they they need to represent anybody or be that important but you know if you know vilmer wunderbar and you need to know that scott is moving into uh we haven't done it at all this episode uh-huh. scott uh <laughs> is is moving into a darker phase of his life even as he is um, nurturing a new one uh yes. then you show Wunderbar's head in the crosshairs of Scott's rifle and then show it burst like a like a like a grape. Okay. Yeah. As he's talking about formula with uh <laughs> with Bardo over the com. Right. Um I think it's interesting too, like the comics seem to like the these issues, they they go over a a wide spread of time because in issue number seven, uh Jacob is born. But before we reach the end of the series, um, it was it's his first birthday, and shortly thereafter, we find out that Barda is pregnant again. Um, and I I feel like when they're coming home from the hospital and and she's had this uh, checkup about the new baby, I feel like we're hitting some of similar beats that we were hitting in the previous comic. I think those beats repeats. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Family, marriage, and fatherhood is the trap here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not a trap that you can't escape from. Right. You, you never can. Mm-hmm. They, it are, they are inevitabilities. They mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. as much as Darkseid is. And so I like the fact that there are so many movies about The Weatherman. Let's see if we can mention Nick Cage and The Weatherman every week now. <laughs> but movies like that, they're Christmas Carol movies, right? Yeah. I hate my life. I, swear, I wish I was never born. Wait a minute. My life is great. That's my car. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you just go, well, I guess I'm happy now. And you never really <laughs> show that there's any real, what's, I guess seeing like yourself erased from life or seeing Taylor right. and naked in the shower is going to change everything for you. But like, yeah, uh, I like the fact that there is no, it's just something that he does every day. You mm-hmm. know, every day he's going to wonder about this, but then he's going to see his, his kids. He's going to see his beautiful wife. He's going to s- swing up axe through falco or whatever like right. or whatever like and it's just it's just going to keep continue mm-hmm. there is hope in nihilism yeah that's a great title for the show wow yeah we can package uh, it with razor blades oh my goodness um but otherwise yeah there's these horrible horrible scenes of carnage and then it's like oh we gotta burp the baby oh it's a baby i know well is it that is easy saying dada or mama which what, what is that yeah I also, somebody said that there was a, I read an art, uh, interview with Tom King on Newsrama and mm-hmm. don't go there. Okay. And um, the, the interviewer was saying that he saw parallels to Last Temptation of Christ. Okay, I guess I could see that. Um, uh, no? Well, 
Jesus is probably the most famous tempted person ever, right? Probably. Except, you know, Adam Adam and Eve. Yeah. I should say, just or Eve. Wow. Eve or Jesus, which one? Oh, my goodness. Uh, only one walks away out of the Thunderdome. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I guess. Uh, the, the thing is, is that what if, well, I guess that is what happens, huh? There's no jerk back to reality and you're on the cross. At the no. end of this, he just continues to live the fantasy. Yeah. But the fantasy is also real. But then again, like Alan Moore says, nothing's real. All stories are made up. Right. So. Well, and I and I, I, I do like to, like um, you mentioned the carnage, like when they are in those scenes where there's like a lot of carnage, um, it's like red and pink tones and, you know, everything's kind of in those colors and there's a little bit of purple too, but. So it, it's like the blood is like more red, you know, and, and um, you know, that's a definite choice that they made there. Um, yeah, they've got the mirror of goodness or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was Granny's mirror. Yeah. And when yeah. you look into it, it shows. I don't know what it's supposed to show. It's supposed to show you how you really are, whatever that means, Harry Potter. But like. <laughs> right. It, but in this case, it, it shows Scott and Barda who you know, are in the prime of their life and they're superheroes and specimens, but they've been through so much mm -hmm. as children and it shows the scars, real or no. Yeah. And so they look at really it and they're both just traumatic. skinless figures who are yeah. just <laughs> totally abject. I, yeah, so that's, you know, it's a, it's about abuse, man. It's about abuse. It is. I love the fact that they go to Apocalypse for these peace talks, mm -hmm. but then they end up going and seeing all the sights. Yes. And as two people All who escaped yeah. hell, they go back and I I don't know. I, I I had too good of a childhood, I think, to fully get this, but they're kind of nostalgic for all the horrors of their childhood. They are. But it's not a thing that they're they're slipping into it and becoming it themselves. They are every day on the battlefield when they have to go out there. They're definitely using um, the hardness that they've gained from those things. But mm -hmm. they go in like, oh, let's go swim in the fire lakes or whatever. And it's right. like, eh, it's smaller than it seems like it was, you know? Right. Um, she drinks like, it's something like, it's not blood bone wine. wine. But yeah. that's what well, it is, Well, I mean, it, that's just grabbing real quick for her. Yeah. <laughs> I want blood wine. Mm, yeah. Two Star Trek. But apparently she used to make it with Granny. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big, big plot side. point. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I can't identify, but I, I guess I can empathize with them going home to well, an abusive home. And, and, and then, I'm not done. Okay, go ahead. I think this is important. Yeah, yeah. It's having to see the father that beat you up. You know, having to yeah. see the mother who, who, it's not negged, she's not trying to pick you up. You know what I mean? Who criticized you, who, who yelled at you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, it's so melancholic. It is. Yeah. Um, well, and then I like how, um, well, I guess I don't like, but I, I think it's interesting how Scott is really trying to think about, does he want to give his only child up to Darkseid? Oh, it's the last temptation of Christ. Oh. <laughs> but like, he says to Barta at one point, well, I grew up on Apocalypse and you grew up on Apocalypse, and we're okay now. Like, he's trying to rationalize it. And Funky Flash's story even talks, it deviates from Fantastic Four 50 a little bit in that he says that Jacob and the Golden Retriever, you know, go find Batman. Right. Because, and 
the golden retriever helped Jacob because nobody had been nice to him before. And I think the implication or the meta implication was that this is a horrible thing, but maybe Jacob could, you know, he'll survive like you did and maybe he can change apocalypse from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like we're setting something up there. Right. I don't know if that's just like another way to look at it or if that's a, a fake out because then Scott's just, or I'll just stab him in the face. I mean, I could stab right. him in the face. Yeah, exactly. We've got that in our back pocket. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, like, I think it, at the end of the book says, Mr. Miracle will not continue. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, but that implies also that it will continue in its own way in your mind, I suppose, right. as the years go on. And so I think the thing to do if this had been part of continuity was you got to do it, right? You got to give Jacob up and then we're going to pay dividends off of that later mm. because it's not that it's just stab you in the face right eat a carrot right <laughs> and go home yeah which is fine yeah that's good yeah it's fine um last I was, thought i was glad they didn't give jacob up but that's your last thought um that's but... your last thought <laughs> um also I... just uh, in terms of the abuse i'll give you time to think about your last thought i find it interesting that all the things that were tortures and, 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 and abuse in the first half were the tools and strengths that they used in the second, mm-hmm. which is not, I don't think it's trying to glorify abuse, but it does show, I think, how the things that we go through shape us. Resilience, yeah. maybe. Yeah. After he gets clocked by uh, Darkseid and he looks like he's out for the count, you know, Bart is telling him to stand, stand up or whatever. Yeah. And that's what Orion used to tell him you know when he was punching him in the face and in, in, in the in the first half mm-hmm. so i don't think it's like i said i don't think it's glorifying abuse but at this point you understand it's kind of like if you don't want to get stabbed in the face <laughs> don't don't abuse your kid like right. you know this is your chickens coming home to roast i am the man you've made me you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight all that good stuff yeah no i think that's all true um i'm glad that we uh revisited this and um uh, that we got to finish this series because I think, um, I think all the things that they set up, I think, um, you know, had some sort of resolution, and um, I think it's a really uh, great story, and I think it, but I do think it is contained within these twelve issues. Um, I would have liked to have seen maybe more though, like, and see what else they could have done with it, and then like. How much more 405 talk? All right. And uh, where's the diaper bag talk? Yeah, I know. We do? I know. I think it was probably the perfect length. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, I do I do like Scott and Big Barda's relationship. Yeah, I they've think always... That they, they mirror each other I've well. I've always loved them, yeah. yeah. They're, they're one of the great couples in comics. Yeah, I think so Sorry, too. Superman and Lois. <laughs> Superman's such a dud. What? She could do so much better. Oh, Superman? Yeah. Oh, well, he's kind of a Boy Scout. I think somebody else calls him a Boy Scout. Boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She should, like, yeah, she should pair up with Bruce Wayne. Oh, boy. Think about it. Billionaire playboy, right? Yeah. Uh, Snags, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist and author. Uh Uh-huh. That's a power couple. Yeah. Um, I think... That's a real Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver situation. Yeah. Now, Schwarzenegger literally became the governor of California, arguably like the second most powerful person in America. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Maria Shriver was a like liberal journalist. Reporter, <laughs> yeah. Before 
uh, she had to quit that because her Republican, yeah, well, you know, fiscally conservative, socially liberal, right, right, uh, neocon uh, husband became the governor of California. So that's what I just said, baby. I just made <laughs> real life fiction. Yes, like Mr. Marvel. I think that Clark- Mr. Marvel. He's Mr. Marvel. <laughs> So we're done. Yes. C- cleaned out. We blew it out. We, we, we did. We scrubbed the news decks. We finally closed the book on Mr. Miracle. We did. Although the adventure will both continue and not continue. In our minds. He forgot to cram a Schrodinger's cat reference in there. <laughs> that was probably smart when you think about it. But probably. We were, that's done. Yeah. We were talking about milkshakes before. Uh, yeah. I think like pop science... <laughs> concepts uh run run their uh course too don't don't they yeah i think so think of a funky 70s pop science concept that is now no longer cool the black hole uh-huh black holes uh 1966 when do, i can't remember when wheeler uh anyway the point is is that in the 70s we we're thinking about black holes disney made a movie called the black hole sure oh, we're thinking about these black holes yeah now it's like eh, black holes are just just things in the universe just accepted yeah 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 we're not scared about them anymore yeah if rick and morty does a schrodinger's cat bit then it's dead right once it hits rick and morty yeah i think so i think that then then you're dead you're you're on you can you can (laughs) here's how yes and works you can disagree with me while you're agreeing with me oh right to escalate the situation so i say something that is clearly false although maybe not because the last episode of Rick and Morty, I think, was designed to kill, to close the coffin door of heist movies. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe when something reaches Rick and Morty, it is it is over. Yeah. But but clearly not, though. It's it's clearly one of the most um inventive series with the shittiest fans on <laughs> TV. Um yeah. so then you could go, what are you talking about? That's not true. I think Legion is where ideas go to die. You know, you yeah, you gotta, you gotta accelerate it. You okay. Gotta... <laughs> All right. Oh boy, I don't know, man. Um... That'll be fifty dollars. Okay. <laughs> You're taking classes on the air here. Uh, well, we'll never charge you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and other social media feeds. I keep promising Instagram, and then I think a couple weeks ago I promised to just push it off on Mika, and from now on, if you don't see anything on the Instagram, it's her fault. But check us out on Instagram at Just Enough Trope as well. And find us on the social media listening, that's not a thing, although many listening platforms are also social media platforms, uh, of your choice. Um, Listening platforms, if you didn't get what I was talking about before. Here's some that we're on. Hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer. I'm, wow. I'm not making these up. Pod, <laughs> Podcast Addict. Okay. All real. Wow. Some of those I haven't even heard of. So that's Blueberries great. or something. Oh. <laughs> There's another one. It's called like blueberries. Uh, forget about it. Uh, and also there is a podcast social network mm. of sorts called Podchaser. Yes. If you are a podcast 
either a host or a listener, uh, I would encourage you to make an account on Podchaser. Uh, if you are a host, you can sort of give people information about what your show is like. Yes. If you're a listener, it helps you keep track of your shows. And in some cases, you can listen to your shows directly through that site. That's now, I'm not cool. getting paid for this. I just think it's an interesting uh, and cool service. There's yeah. no app yet. I'm sure there's one coming, at least not on Android. Um, but yeah, like, so you can go, oh, I li- really like, um, I was listening to Caliban, 335 episodes, mm-hmm. uh, on the Just Off Chart podcast, and they had a guest on who was um, uh, Melissa F. Olson. Yes. You had to dig for that one. Wow. And then you, Melissa, click on Melissa F. Olson. It'll show you if she's on podcaster or pod whatever it's called yeah uh chaser uh it'll show you all the other shows that she's been on if they've logged them in and if they haven't and you heard her on uh, leap and glorp leap and glorp i'm just making up you still listening to that yeah (laughs) see the acceleration uh Uh, then you can type that in yes and it goes through the approval process and then it's added now people know that she was on bleep and glorp too yes so check it out Uh, we're already on there as K-A-Y-B-A-N and Mika Mika Hanna. Check us out on Pod Chaser. And, boy, just the usuals, the usuals. Yes. Subscribe to us. First, subscribe to us on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Leave a review and a rating. Mm -hmm. Then go to Pod Chaser. Sure. And review us there. Yes. Uh, And give us a rating. Absolutely. Give us five veggie trays, which I'm sure we did the last (laughs) time, but we ran out because we were out of veggies. Yes. Even Darkseid loves the taste of crudite. <laughs> what did you think was going on hmm. with that story from Kinto? I can never remember that guy. The guy that dressed up like uh, D'Artagnan or whatever. Uh, he's like, oh, I was trying to have sex with Leonardo da Vinci. And he told me a story oh, about the two yeah. painters. Yeah. Is that um, story meant to plant in your mind the enormity of replacing a father, a authority figure, a boss, a leader? I here's the story not for the sure. for the home crowd. Yeah, apprentice challenges the painter. Let's both yes. paint. Let's make the best paintings. The apprentice, they're both on stage. The apprentice pulls the curtain off his painting. It's just a plate of grapes. Yes, nothing else. Just a dumb plate of grapes. Mm-hmm. People are like, "Are you kidding me? Is this a?" gag suddenly birds come down from the sky yeah start pecking tearing at the painting they're trying to eat the grapes because they look the painting is so real the apprentice is like voila fate accompli i did it what do you got old man turns to his uh his instructor to to the master and says what do you got under your curtain and the master says what curtain yes fireworks go off <laughs> they're all painted too you're the painting you fall over right like, right is it is that what it is it's it's like a story about how like you can't ever replace you can't outdo the master i i don't know it's but the master is your father the master is yes you know you're gonna be a dad you could never be as good a dad as your father was sure what it's trying to say because <laughs> well we're talking I about mean, it right now yeah if you want to join us i mean yeah maybe it's trying to say you can't outdo what's already been done but that doesn't that's so fatalistic that's like but it's being said by a bad guy well that's true and it comes at just about the middle point of the of the thing where 
that is what Scott is going to have to do. Yeah, and but he then it. he's like, then he's like, I was lying. Yeah, because he's he doesn't have any power because that that was never really true. It was yeah. just a story. Yeah, he was lying about the Da Vinci thing. That yeah, his, his anecdote was real. Okay. Um. Yeah, maybe it maybe maybe he's just trying to say you can't outdo Dark Side, like so you shouldn't even try. Tom King, you're talking about. Well, yeah, I think. But B- Bilko was just telling a story. Okay, all right, fine. I don't remember what his name was either. Well, so. you don't want to confuse me, Kanana. So just give us five stars. Hey, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about something entirely different, and in a year to talk about probably the same thing. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host Caliban. I'm your co-host Mikanha. Keep the geek fires burning. Your hand in the sand.